With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the PRO Media Network. The next level in entertainment. Go Tigers, 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 go Tigers. You're now listening to Tough Tiger Talk with Big Q and the guys on the Pro Media Network. What's going on, fam? You're now rocking with Tough Tiger Talk on the PRO Media Network. And boy, I tell you, man, when we when we take a team down, we really take them down. Uh, actually, and I like the, the title of this one, <laughs> Tough Tiger Talk. Number two ranked LSU destroys Mississippi State 36-13. And really, it should have been worse than that. They had some pity points later in the game at a late score. They kind of lessened the blow. But 36-13, big win. Kind of slow in the first half. But what we tell you about football, it's a, it's, it's a game of adjustments. And if you can't adjust, you'll die. It's like it's like the, the story of the dinosaurs all over again. Let the rocks and the comets fall from the sky and smash them and extinct these these bum teams. But anyway, we'd like to thank you for joining Tough Tiger Talk on this one, man. Welcome to Tough Tiger Talk. We're going to bring in Mozzie Five. I'm Big Q, of course. Mozzie Five is our Mr. LSU know-it-all. He's got all the information and the breakdown on LSU. So we're going to bring Mozzie Five in. How you doing tonight, Five? I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot better, man. Hey, listen. I was I was scared there for a minute, man, but I'm glad to be here tonight. Oh man, it was beautiful, man. I tell you what, it was a little slow early on, but you yourself predicted that. You yourself did say that you uh, it's going to be a little uh, a, a slow paced game, and it was a little slow at first, and ultimately until LSU took the reins and and made the adjustments in the second half and blew the doors off this team i mean come on this was this is pretty good actually a lot of that happened right before halftime if you remember they had just about a five minutes and 24 seconds left before the second half came in before this before the before halftime and lsu exploded in that late in the second quarter they put up 19 points in the second quarter uh to, to begin the onslaught and another additional 14 in the third to put it up 36 to 13 defense did a good job of keeping after them. But before we get into statistics and the breakdown on this one, and five gives you his thoughts on the game. Here's coach O 
after the Mississippi State game, telling his thoughts. Here's Coach O. Right, right now, hand there's some balls that were low, so we just weren't clicking on offense like we used to. I was proud to see Tyron getting up there. I thought he ran the ball very well. Yeah, didn't like it. I'll tell you that, didn't like it for sure. And, uh, I, you know, if it had been fourth and one or two, maybe we would have went for it, but uh, we weren't clicking on offense, so we settled for the field goals. That's not like us. Uh, we got to look at what we did wrong in the red zone. and um, But you know what? Hey, it's going to happen. And we, and we won the game, and that's what we came here to do. Defense kind of held him up the board for like 30 straight minutes before, almost 30 straight minutes. Before that. Say it again. Defense, your defense held him up the board for almost the last yeah. five minutes. Yeah. While they got it going, your offense kind of clicked at the end of the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, like, like I'm saying, the defense uh, came to play today. The turnovers really helped us, uh, made, it, made it hard for their offense. I thought we did very well on defense, and it gave us a little time for the offense to get, get hot. I thought they got hot in the third quarter of the deep balls. Obviously, we took Joe out with about nine minutes left. We could have scored more points, but we, want, we didn't want nothing to happen. Coach, I know this team isn't really obsessed with stats, but Joe Burrow uh, breaks the single-season passing yeah. touchdown for you guys. Yeah. To, uh, just, just, it was a testament to, to him, the receivers, uh, the offensive line, the coaching. Uh, we still we just get started though. We, we we got a lot of football left, and uh, I know Joe's not worried about records. Uh, I, I'll tell you, uh, we're seven and zero, and I, I don't think I think our team's a little upset about the way we played. I know our coaching staff is. I'm happy. Uh, I know I won't be as happy when I watch the film. There'll be some things to get done, but it's good for our football team and get us hungry for next week. Apparently, he told the CBS guys, if "We play this way next week, we'll lose to Auburn." Yeah, well, I don't care about that. <laughs> I'm not talking like that. After they cut the lead to nine to seven, you responded immediately with a touchdown. Yeah. The, the, the play call was wide open. Yeah, really good, really good call by Steve. And, and uh, as soon as they uh, scored, I could hear on the headset, "We're going to respond. Uh, we got you, coach. We're going to respond." And they did. I thought it was a great play call by Steve. Uh, again, the deep ball was there, open. We should have probably went to it a little bit more. Seems like Grant Talbot's kind of getting back to what he was mm -hmm. last season. I guess what do you think has been that, that process? Tackling. I, I do believe the tackling. I do believe at the beginning of the year his shoulder was kind of bottom a little bit. He was trying to overcompensate for his shoulder. Now he's just going playing free right now, and he's playing the type of ball he can play. It's three straight weeks your defense really played well. Yeah. Well, we're getting better. Uh, obviously, having Richard Lawrence and Glenn Logan and uh, Michael Devaney healthy and Kellerman Chasson healthy and having a rotation, I don't think our guys were tired at all today. I think that makes a difference. It seemed like Schrader, the quarterback, was pretty shifty. It looks like you guys had to get pretty creative on yeah. your Yeah, we had to. There was a lot of things. You know, we went uh, to some blitzes. Uh, we went to some four-man rushes, but it was centered the nickel and uh, slanting the line. There was some stuff that we haven't done before. And still, he avoided the rush at the end. Coach Kate York struggled today a little bit. Yeah. Hot cold. He's got to learn. He's got to be more consistent, you know, and uh, he's our kicker for now. And uh, we, we believe in Kate, and uh, he's a freshman, though, and uh, he's going to make those mistakes. But uh, we need to be more efficient in the kicking game, no question. Coach O, thoughts on the game, man. As usual, you can understand the coach breaking it down. Now, let's get to some statistics here before we get into the rest of our breakdown dealing with this game because they kind of quantify everything as a whole. Looking at the first down, LSU and basically Mississippi State were tied in first downs in this one. Third down efficiency, LSU 3 of 11 versus 3 of 12 by Mississippi State. Total yards, Tigers 413 yards versus 340 40 yards by Mississippi State. Passing 327 versus 238. You look at the rushing, 
LSU, believe it or not, 86 yards rushing really didn't make a difference. 102 yards by Mississippi State. And this one, penalties, 13 penalties by Mississippi State. <laughs> kind of buried them for 190 yards. LSU, 7 for 88. Got to clean it up. Time of possession. However, 25 minutes and 39 seconds by LSU, 34 minutes, 21 seconds by Mississippi State. The only thing they could do is put together 13 points. Very sad. They had three lost fumbles in this one and had thrown, uh, actually had one fumble loss and two interceptions thrown in this one. So big ups to LSU. 413 total yards versus 340. Three turnovers by Mississippi State. And nonetheless, LSU improves, man, behind a gutsy performance by Joe Burrow who sets LSU single-season touchdown passing mark. Um, in a single season, he threw his, his record-setting 29th pass touchdown the season during the second half, putting the number two-ranked Tigers just ahead of Mississippi State, 36-7, and an eventual 36-13 win. Now, Matt Malk, remember him from 203, he set the previous record of 28. Jamarcus Russell then tied it in 06, but Burrow took it to a higher level. He finished the game 25-32 for 327 yards, four touchdowns, and the senior transfer to LSU from last season has really turned it up. He and new game coordinator Joe Brady have helped LSU's offense transform into something we've never seen before all the way. And they, they are pushing it all the way. Number one country in scoring, entering the weekend with 52.5. They didn't quite reach that baton. But still in all, they have major sights as uh, Joy B sets the single season passing touchdown record. That is quite defeat for LSU man big ups to LSU in this one now before before we get the rest of the individual statistics Mozzie five chiming in with us uh Mozzie let's uh give, give me your take on uh what you've seen happen in this game man LSU number two ranked Tigers improved to seven and oh three and oh in conference by destroying Mississippi State thoughts on it brother well like I told you um earlier in the preview it's um it's quite obvious and this is a, a totally different LSU team. Uh, you know, shout out to Mississippi State. Uh, again, uh, they do play in the toughest conference in football. So, I mean, you know, you can't really say that they're a subpar team or you can't say they're a pushover team because, you know, I, I think you take Mississippi State and you put them in, uh, uh, you know, you put them in maybe the Big East or the ACC or or, or even maybe the Big 12, or definitely the Pac-12 as, as it is right now. And I think that, you know, you might be looking at a 9-3, at a, uh, at a, at a uh, maybe 8-4, and four, possibly even 10-2 team playing in, that, in, in, in those conferences. So uh, by no stretch of the imagination, was just an easy win for LSU. It's just a testament to how tough uh, or how good LSU is to, beat a, uh, to be number one undefeated in conference play uh, and uh, uh, number two, to um, to uh, have put up the stats that they put up, you know, for the first time in a long time, I think a lot of people are angry, uh, almost complaining that uh, LSU only put up 36 points. I've, I haven't heard that in, I don't know, 20 years. So, I mean, this is a great time for LSU football, um, you know, just to give you a, a testament to how tough the SEC is. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm glancing over the Alabama-Tennessee game. Uh, uh, Tennessee, even being at two and four, uh, has, has first and goal uh, against Alabama. You know, so I mean, you know, this is a very, very tough conference. Um, and Alabama's at home, by the way. And it, 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 Tennessee is apparently either about to strike with a, a field goal or a touchdown. Hopefully, a touchdown. Go Tigers! 
But um, you know, this has got to this has got to be a testament to how good the coaching staff is. Uh, uh, shout out to Coach O. Shout out to that offensive uh, that offensive staff um, getting Burrow ready. And Burrow, man, you, you, if you hear him talking, you look at him. He, he's so he's so. I don't know. Everybody will be mad with me. He's so Brady esque uh, when he talks and when, you know the conversations that he has. And I think Coach O might have been a little upset with him. Uh, by the comment he made, uh, we play like this next week, we'll lose. But, I mean, hey, uh, he called it how he saw it, you know. I mean, it wasn't a politically correct statement by no, any stretch of the imagination, but you can definitely tell. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm going to quote your son because he told the absolute truth right there. We cannot go into the Auburn game flat-footed as we were with the Mississippi uh, State game because, you know, we will lose. And, um, um, you know, I think that, uh, I think that we'll uh, rebound. We'll watch the study the game tape, and uh, we'll rebound, and we'll pull it together. Um, and I think we won't come out of slash foot. And I think we did, although nobody wants to admit it, I think that we did uh, kind of overlook Mississippi State looking at uh, the, the eye on the prize, the, the third after this week top ten opponent in Auburn. And uh, I think that is something that we got away with today. But, again, moving forward, we can't do that uh, next week, and we damn sure can't do it three weeks from now going into the Alabama game. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, well, you, you, you're right. It's a level of competition that's ratcheted up. We could take, uh, we'd be happy about the fact that they did stump Mississippi State. This was expected. Although I did expect Mississippi State to play like they did in the first half in terms of the defense stepping up and doing what they were doing. But eventually I knew that the dam would burst because they couldn't hurl back what LSU's offense is. And when they just made those adjustments, and you see Jerry Burrow was able to catch him going deep, had one guy flying. When the when the dam broke, it was over with. We knew Mississippi State had to keep it a little a scoring affair. And I, what was my original score? I think I put over that five. I think I, I, I forgot what my score. I'm going to have to go back and, 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 and look at it. I think it was 42, 42-17. 42-17. I was at 38-17. Yeah, we both had 21-17. Almost, well, you had you you were at twenty one points, and then you kind of slid it up a little bit to the forty two. Uh, well, no, you were forty two twenty one. I think you said yes. Uh, you gave them a, a lot more credit than I guess what they deserve. But uh, you know, keep in mind we did miss an extra point, and we did take Joey B out with uh, nine minutes to go in the game. Um, you know, to help conserve any injuries that may occur to him. So I think that you could have been well on the mark from as far as LSU anyway. Uh, Mississippi State didn't stand a chance. Yeah, we were a little bit generous with them. I thought they would be able to must up a, at least a touchdown to go with 
what they were doing, but LSU defense credit them to being able to stop this team and shut them down. Before we continue with the rest of our analysis and statistical breakdown on this game, here's Joey Burrow to talk about the win over Mississippi State. Yeah, we just started off slow. You know, we were moving the ball, but we just, you know, we didn't execute the way we had been in the red zone, uh, and that's credit to them. Um, and, you know, I could feel a little um, less energy before the game, so I was probably able to, uh, had to do with some of it. It looked like they were sending a lot of successful pressure at you. Um, I mean, how did you kind of counter that? How did you feel that throughout the game? So we were keeping our back in early in the game, and they were green dogging, which means when they when the back see the uh, running back block, they start they blitz. And so uh, in the second half and late in the second quarter, we just started spreading them out, getting everybody out and around, and they kind of calmed them down a little bit. When you say you didn't see the same energy today, I guess when in the day do you start maybe noticing that? First thing in the morning. You, know, you could tell that people weren't quite as locked in as they had been. Um, but it's always good to get this. Did, did you notice they were uh, looking at the running backs there and blitzing after that? Yeah. How, yeah. How, how, does, how do you kind of, I don't know, how did, at what point did you kind of notice that? I, I mean, we knew coming in that they were going to do some of it. We didn't know how much they were going to do. But, you know, you feel it just as, as the game goes on in the first quarter. You can feel when the back blocks, you know, they start, start triggering. So. You know, we just got five guys on the road after that. What was it about kind of the bunch formation or the route combination that got Racy so open on that touchdown? Well, it was probably miscommunication on the defense. Um, you know, it was a good call by, by Coach Steve, and, you know, we executed it well. Gerald, the CBS postgame interview, apparently you said if we play this way next week, we'll get beat. you feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. If we don't, I think... We're gonna have to execute much better in the red zone next week. I mean, we're not gonna get as many chances as we did this week because um, they're, they're good on offense. They run the ball, and I want a better defense. We're gonna play all year, so we're gonna have to execute in the red zone. Joe, you're not used to kicking field goals after the first three. How was that frustration, and what was your demeanor after the Yeah, there was frustration for sure. We were used to scoring just about every time we touched the ball, and but there was no panic. So we, we knew that you know we were moving the ball. We just had to, to execute better at the end of the drives. Did you feel like you had to pick everybody up after the third one, maybe? Or no, I really didn't. You know, we're we're a mature team that that understands what we can do. You of course broke the LSU single season passing touchdowns record today. How significant is that mark for you? This thing just shows the amount of work we put in in off season. Game seven, we broke the touchdown record. We're gonna have two guys break single season receiving touchdowns record here coming up. So. You know, I think, you know, it's a great, obviously a great achievement for us, but, you know, we still got five games left. As spoken like a true quarterback, and as five astutely called him, it was quite Brady-esque. Get used to that, Joy Burrow. Get used to those comparisons, uh, because what you're doing, man, is in LSU is absolutely outstanding, man, to be uh, Brady and Ernst Mingo working together with the offense to, uh, to perfection. I, I love exactly what LSU is doing with this offense. It's, it's beautiful, quite masterful. Looking at some of the statistics dealing in this game, uh, the uh, individual statistics, Joy Burrow, like we said, 25 of 32 for 327 yards. He averaged 10.2 yards a throw. That's every time he stepped back and threw the ball, it was a first down. He had four touchdowns in this game. 87.5 on the QBR. Absolutely insane. 25 of 32 for 327 and an astounding 10.2 average pro throw per throw. That is absolutely amazing. Clyde Edwards Hilaire wasn't 
special in this game. 11 carries for 53 yards, average just under five yards of rush. Uh, Tyron Davis Price has six carries for 49 yards on the day, and rest of the running backs, not much to talk about. Joey Burrow did have four carries for minus 11 yards in this one. Justin Jefferson, who's fa- one of five's favorites, eight catches, 89 yards, one touchdown in the matchup. He averaged 11 yards every time he caught the ball. Masterful. Jamar Chase, one of my favorites, he had five catches for 48 yards and a touchdown. He averaged almost 10 yards a catch. And then you have Racy McMath, who played a big one in this one. He had three catches for 76 yards and one touchdown. He had a 60-yard scamper. 25.3 average per catch for Racy McMath. And then Thaddeus Moss, the son of Randy. Three catches, 48 yards in this one. He averaged about 16 yards a catch. Derek Dillon, big ups to him. He finally got going. One catch for 37 yards in which it was a deep one for a touchdown. They helped him get going. And then, of course, a couple of catches by Clyde's Edward Celeste, Stephen Sullivan, and one catch by Tyron Davis, uh, Davis Price in the matchup. Of course, we talk about Joe Burrow. He did have a miscue. He fumbled the ball, but then, of course, he recovered it. Wasn't so bad. Defensively, Grant Delpit was the man. Special, special player, Grant Delpit. 11 tackles on the day. He had one QB hurry. Kerry Vincent Jr., eight tackles on the day. Jacob Phillips had eight tackles. So did Jacob Jacoby Stevens in this one. He also had a sack and a tackle for loss for Jacoby Stevens. Michael Divinity Jr. had four tackles in the sack, two tackles for loss in the QB hurry. Patrick McQueen, three tackles on a night in the tackle for loss. Damone Clark had three tackles as well. Christian Fulton had three tackles and two pass defenses. Rashard Lawrence had three tackles in the matchup. So did Neil Farrell Jr. And then a couple of tackles apiece by Brennan Fajoko, Cameron Lewis, Clavion Chasen, and Tyler Shelvin. So a few of these guys played. Mika Baskerville also had a couple of tackles in him. And, of course, Troy Carter, Marcel Brooks, Jay Ward, Glenn Logan, uh, Aaron Moffitt, Justin Thomas, and Siaki Ika. All those guys contributed with a tackle. Two players with sacks in the game. Jacoby Stevens had a sack, and Michael Divinity Jr. got a sack in the matchup. Interceptions, Jacoby Stevens also had an interception along with Christian Fulton. In the turnover game, they look pretty good. Now, you talk about Kate York, 3 for 3, missed the extra point, went 3 or 4, but contributed 12 points to the effort. And big ups to punter Zach Von Rosenberg. He had five punts for 233 yards, averaged just under 47 yards per punt. Had a couple of, and he put a couple of them inside the 20 as long as with the 57 yards. So the special teams were solid in this matchup against Mississippi State. Now, before I prattle on uh, some of the stats, they forced Garrett, the defensive LSU, forced Garrett Schrader, the Mississippi State quarterback, into a really dismal game. He was 17-28, had 238 yards, but a touchdown, two interceptions, and a dreadful 41.2 on the QB rating for him. So, And also a, a great move by this team. They shut Cleveland Hill down. Now, this guy was one of the best running backs in the SEC. They shut him down. He had 15 carries for 34 yards. He averaged less less than two and a half yards per carry in this one. So, big ups to LSU's defenses. They did a really good number on Mississippi State, shutting them and demoralizing them, forcing them down to three and four, one and three conference. As number two, LSU climbed seven and oh and three and oh in conference. Uh, based on Joey Burrows, the stats that I just prattled off, Mozzie, Thoughts on everything, man. What's, what's what's in your mind on this stuff here, man? This is all good. Yeah, it's all good. Um, can't find uh, you know one bad thing to say um, 
about the um, the offensive LSU. No, not the defensive LSU for that matter, because you know to say that the offense played, I'll say horrifically, but I'll definitely say for the first quarter and a half they were real lackadaisical, mm-hmm. and the, the defense definitely kept them in there. Because I'm just gonna be honest with you, uh, anybody else who would have scored uh, or would have been in the red zone three times, but uh, only was able to amass nine points. They got the doors blew off of them, but you know that Tiger defense kept them uh, in the game and it kept them uh, kicking and swimming long enough for them to find uh, exactly where they needed to fit in at. And then once they got the train going, I mean it was it was really really hard to stop it. So uh, you know again, shout out to uh, LSU um, uh, as a team, both offense and defense, and the defense is like to step up really really big uh, next week. However. I will say that uh, uh, going forward um, to the Auburn game, I mean, we got to kind of do uh, have the same blueprint that Florida had when they beat them, which was a real grinded-out aspect of running the ball and stopping the run. So I think if we can do those two things, um, we'll open up uh, a passing attack with Joey B um, uh, at the helm, and I think that we'll, you know, we'll bombs away it. And I'm looking for a really, really big game from Jefferson. Uh, again, I'm looking for a Thaddeus um, uh, uh, Moss to come on and, uh, and, and and really, you know, have a breakout game. We've been waiting um, for him for quite some time since he transferred out from NC State uh, uh, to have a big game. Obviously, uh, as you still coined him, the Fresh Prince of L.A., <laughs> I think that uh, he'll have a big game next week. So, um, you know, Mississippi State is over with. Uh, Hats off some, and you know, it was a great game. But at the end of the day, it was just, it just the LSU was just, it was just too much. But I want you guys to 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 kind of juggle this around, right? Out of the top ten, after the Wisconsin loss today, out of the top ten, we'll have five of the top ten football programs in NCAA Division One football out of the Southeastern Conference. That just go and that's just the top ten. That doesn't have anything to do with Mizzou floating around what at twenty four, twenty five. That'd be a total of six teams out of one conference. That's insane. I, that's insane. And you know, A and M is only a game or two away. You know, they might finish the year ranked twenty four, twenty five. So you got you got a, a potentially to have seven teams from one conference in the top twenty five. Five of which being in the top ten. We said Alabama, LSU, Georgia, uh, Georgia, Florida, and uh, Auburn. Mm-hmm. So I mean, man, it's just insane the level of competition week in and week out. I, I, you know, I bring that up again, not, um, not to undermine or or kind of put Mississippi State away and say, oh, well, they're just some pushover team. I mean, these these are the same people that have to play the Auburns and Alabamas and LSUs and Floridas and Georgias. And, I mean, these are the same people that have to play week in and week out. They have to play these people. That's got to be daunting, you know, and that, 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 you know, they'll, they'll, they'll figure out something. I mean, obviously, uh, and it's a dog fight to get the recruits. Uh, anytime you have that level of, of competition and that level of talent scattered throughout, it's just hard for them to get the four and five star recruits. That they're going to need to compete in, you know, with those teams uh, uh, year in and year out. But um, you know, entertaining to watch. Uh, you know, even the Mississippi State, Tennessees, uh, uh, Vanderbilt, even those schools make it very, very interesting football to watch. 
And, uh, you know, sometimes we have nail by the games uh, and upset alerts and, you know, everything else. But, I mean, the the the, the disparity, uh, for instance, like I was explaining to you earlier with the Big Ten Conference, we watched Wisconsin today go down, by, you know, to Illinois. You know, that would never happen in the SEC. Now, can an SEC team of a lower rank beat another SEC school? Absolutely. But we're not going to let, like, Boise State or a Bowling Green come in and just beat us. You know, this is not going to happen. Sorry, right. it's just not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen here. That's so, true. So, uh, you know, uh, again, hats off to Mississippi State. Uh, that, that chapter of the book is closed. We're looking forward to going out to uh, or Auburn coming uh, to Baton Rouge. That'll be, what, a 2.30 game, I believe. And uh, then right. we got our sights set on the prize. Two weeks after that. Uh, would be Brian Denny, uh, you know, um, better to, to, to defeat the Crimson Tide and, and sit on top of the SEC throne. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, over the, the 102 plus thousand people in capacity at Tiger Stadium, Death Valley, it's going to be in full effect. I wouldn't be surprised if they flex this game to an afternoon game, to be quite honest with you. You're right, it is set up for 2.30 in, in, uh, on CBS uh, next Saturday in Death Valley. Wouldn't be ups- uh, wouldn't be surprised if they flex this to a seven o'clock game. To be honest with you, I would definitely not be surprised. I think I think that you know for ratings purposes, because obviously uh, Alabama is not going to play anybody. Who is going to play like uh, playing like Saint Aug or somebody next week or whatever? So I mean, obviously they're not playing anybody because they never play anybody. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, man, if they move that to a seven o'clock game, man, that'd be awesome. I, and I think that. With Auburn winning, Wisconsin losing, a couple of things going to move around. I definitely think that Auburn's going to go up a couple of ticks. I know Georgia should probably fall around eight. No, I'm sorry, Florida should fall around seven, eight. Georgia should clock in somewhere around eight, nine. Got to squeeze Auburn in somewhere around nine, ten. Uh, I mean, so, you know, and LSU, uh, depending on the outcome of this game, you know, and I know you and I are in disagreement to that, but depending on the outcome of this Tennessee game, you know, LSU, you know, with the output that Joey B had, you know, considering he got taken out with nine minutes to go in the game, that score could have easily gotten north of 45 points or so with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. So I think if they look at it as a whole and take that into account, you know, LSU might be able to leapfrog. I'm kind of optimistic. You're kind of pessimistic. But, hey, either way, Number two versus number ten, which which is what I'm where I'm thinking. Uh, SEC game, night game, Death Valley. I can easily see that being the game of the week and being bumped to a seven o'clock game. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, right now, uh, to get to your thought process, dealing with Alabama, they're up on Tennessee, twenty-one to ten right now, <laughs> and with right. nine minutes left in the second, so. <laughs> I would love to. See. <laughs> I mean, it's just you with the, it, it, like you said astutely the la- at the end of the last show. Man, it is what it is. Alabama is they going they wiping the floor with the volunteers who voluntarily taking that ass whooping twenty one to ten right now, <laughs> and they'll continue. But other a little uh, another uh, prideful mention is a, for, a fact that Tulane Greenway right now they're playing as well. They're playing the Memphis uh, Tigers. They're losing by 30, 40 to 10 right now uh, with 7.53 remaining in the third quarter. So expect that to be a win. Tulane had a little streak going about five games, but Memphis about to get it out of them. 
But ba- Boston. Oh, Memphis is a Memphis is a good team this year. It's the first time uh, I've seen a football program ranked in about five, six years. What are they like number twenty four, twenty three? I know at, at at one point they were. I kind of lost track of them, but I mean Memphis has a, a hell of a team. Predominantly, you know, traditionally a football, a basketball school. Right. But I mean, you know, we got some up and coming SMU. They're back in the picture. Uh, and you know, SEC fans need to kind of circle that Penn State game. Uh, because uh, Michigan is playing Penn State right now, and Michigan, you know, it's four sixteen, I believe, fifteen sixteen, playing the number seven ranked Penn State uh, mm-hmm. Nittany line. And I, I think what people have to keep into account, you know, because I do this college, I love college football. What you have to keep into account is the higher rank your the teams that you beaten are, right? Mm-hmm. The the strength of schedule for you when it comes to BCS compilations. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes up into your favor. So, for instance, if this number seven Nittany Lions team were to fall, that means there'll they'll be two empty slots in the top ten. So that Florida team that you handily beat by 14 points would be a shoe-in for number eight, seven, eight, nine. So when you start looking at stuff like that, you got a team, an eighth-ranked team that you beat. You understand? Texas mm-hmm. definitely still in the hunt. I think they're number 15, 14, somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. That team would go up. And you beat both of these teams. Auburn obviously will go up because um, uh, they're on the love being to Florida. So they'll go up in the rankings. You play them next week, you beat them. So that kind of plays into the schedule, especially LSU you know, playing and, and, and handily beating these ranked up. I think Texas was probably the hardest game they had all year. You know, I can't really fault it. We were playing over there first couple games of the season. But you got to always keep in mind, man, that that strength of schedule as far as BCS uh, contention is very, very important. So, you know, we don't always want our opposing teams to be dumpster fires. We kind of want them to, you know, rise to the occasion because the higher rank they are after, you know, us beating them, uh, I think that that's going to be the more um, the uh, the more uh, glory that we would get, uh, and the more icing on top of the cake, from especially from a BCS standpoint. Very well said. I agree with everything you said. That was pretty. That that was really astutely mentioned because you're talking about some of these these BCS formulas dealing with who competes for the national championship, or better yet, who gets in position to go into the college playoffs. Look at some of these teams who are up there, and you know about all of Alabama, who's uh, taking care of business against Tennessee right now. Then, of course, LSU took care of business today against uh, Mississippi State, but then Clemson took care of business against Louisville. They beat them by 35 points today to hold their slot. And then you look at a team like Wisconsin. You talk about they lost by one point to um, Illinois, Illinois in surprising fashion. So it's it's a lot to say, but. You know, and the team that the, the Tigers are getting ready to, to 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 put them on against, and then of course Ohio State. Not to make mention of them, they destroyed Northwestern today, fifty-two to three. So I mean, you know, we have count Ohio State. Me and you talked about the fact that they basically, it's, it's almost like they were given a subsidy there to give them more uh, power points to be able to leapfrog everybody into the top top standards. It's 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 easy when you've beaten uh, teams, pitland teams like Northwestern and Michigan State, some of these teams that don't have their stuff together. But you look at what right. Auburn did today against Arkansas. Auburn destroyed Arkansas 51-10 to 10 in yeah. Arkansas. In Arkansas. So, I mean. And, and an Arkansas team that can go to the Pac-12 and, 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 and finish third or second in that conference, right? Yeah, they're gonna, they're no doubt about it because the only competition you're looking at 
in their conference besides Ohio State is Michigan, perhaps Penn State. So, I mean, you have a few things going on. I mean, it's, 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 it's just, it speaks to, you know, to the level of competition. I guess you, you, you beat whoever you play against and you can't be uh, blamed for that. But Texas got away with that for years when they were by themselves in their, in their conference, destroying everything, (laughs) Baylor and TCU and all these little other teams, they were just literally taking them apart and playing for the national championships and being ranked number one, number two every year when Mac Brown was there. So they took advantage of that. Uh, as well, and of course, one of the biggest uh, people that take advantages of it are Notre Dame playing in the Independence. Yeah. Who the hell do they play? So I mean, S- right? So SEC is 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 the is the cream of the crop. And I hear people talking Pac-10 and all that kind of stuff. But listen, at the end of the day, the SEC is the cream of the crop when it comes down to college football. We just mentioned it. Yeah. Mozzie laid it out about the top six or seven. Clubs out of the SEC are ranking or moving around inside the top twenty-five, with at least five of them are perennial loan, uh, perennial shots to play for a national championship. One, if you're going to have at least one person, Alabama's going to play. You got uh, LSU up there, <laughs> one and two. That's two SEC schools. <laughs> so you have two <laughs> SEC schools that play for the national championship. What does that tell you? And you got Georgia yeah. hovering around, all that kind of stuff. So I agree with everything you're saying, Five. I think you're making great sense with the commentary, big up in the SEC schools and letting them know and let the conference in the world know and the country know how good the SEC is really in, in college football. No doubt about it. Yep. Yep, yep. Just think about it. If the SEC schools didn't play each other, it'd be four SEC schools in the playoffs every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty every much. Year. Every year. I can easily see Georgia and Florida playing Alabama and LSU. And I don't think anybody – I mean, of course they'd have the the, the, the respective fan bases to be, you know, kind of pissed about it. But, I mean, when you really look at it, can – can do you think Ohio State can, uh, can, beat, um, can beat Georgia? I don't think they could. Do you think um, Penn State – do you think they could be – do you think Penn State could beat Florida? I don't, I don't think so. It'll be a good one. But that depends on where they play, too. Because if you're playing at Penn State, Penn State, when you play up there, man, it's 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 a whole nother world. And they feed off of that. But Penn State going down to the swamp in Florida and beating Florida Gators, I, I wouldn't say so. But that would be a good matchup. But you're right. Taking, taking uh, Penn State, taking Michigan, taking Ohio State, and matching them against teams like Georgia, teams like Auburn, teams like Alabama, you know, if you look at teams like Clemson, who have a propensity, they have gotten wins in the national championship over Nick Saban, and that has been his kryptonite going up against Clemson. And they are a different type of club if you look at them. But at the end of the day, you, it, it, the matchups we all know it is the same adage when we do when we go out, we do our boxing shows. We talk about styles make fights, and when you talk about styles make fights, you look at the SEC and what they're bringing: stiff, hard defense, really explosive offense. I just think that the SEC has an advantage over other conferences uh, in this in the country. That's just my thinking, and a lot of people see it see it as such. And obviously, the polls. If you don't agree, and you 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 if you're a Michigan State or anybody else, a Michigan or Penn State fan, and you're listening to the show, please don't feel slighted. Just look at the rankings. Just look at the AP poll and see that we got yep. you beat with teams all over the place. And, and, and it's just what it is. Uh, SEC rules. Bottom line. Bottom line. You know, I just, I, there's, there's no other way to put it. And, you know, again, Clemson has been the kryptonite of Nick Saban, but uh, 
you know, I think a lot of, I think we look a lot into that and we, 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 we give that a lot of life, but, um, you know, I, what I see is I see an Alabama team who compared to an LSU or another SEC team, um, you know, may have a, a slightly, uh, weaker or lighter schedule. You know, that back half of the schedule when they get in the conference play is pretty brutal. And Clemson mm-hmm. just does not play a, 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 as a brutal of a schedule, you know, from a from a, uh, a week to week, everyday dog fight schedule. You know, even like the Tennessee game, Alabama. You know, Clemson has there's no one in the Big East or the ACC uh, uh, that I can see, with the exception of maybe Miami, uh, maybe uh, Central Florida, that could you maybe even hang with um with with, with some of the lower lower class. Uh, SEC team, but Alabama has to play these teams in in and out every week, you know, starting from week six, week six to week twelve, and then including the SEC championship, seven straight weeks of this 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 this, this brutality. Clemson doesn't have that, so by the time they get to the national title game, you know, the level of competition has been so weak, it's been so mundane. When they get there, there's nobody to play, so it's like, okay, well, you know, it's just whatever. And you know we 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 glorify these other teams, but they don't play anybody. And when it, when it comes to the big game, you know Alabama's kind of bruised. They, you know they, they people are kind of just healing from injuries, even though they have that month off. Some of these kids, man, I mean you know it, 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 it's just brutal. So I mean uh, I really don't see Clemson as being kryptonite so much as uh, you know they they don't play anybody, so they, they they're fresh. They're fresh, you know. They're way more preserved and fresh than an LSU or an Alabama or Florida would be going into that national title game. That's just my opinion. Okay, well stated. Uh, but regardless of uh, SEC powerhouse not digging in Clemson, people could also throw in the conversation. They can make an, uh, a case and say, "They okay, despite the fact that SEC or Alabama has such a brutal schedule." And we do not. We still use our weakling, pitling teams to prepare, and we have won the multitude of times that we've come in contact with Alabama, Alabama at the national championship level. So Dabo Sweeney has adjusted to what Nick Saban does, and he knows it. And what they played three times, Clemson got two of the three. So I mean, it's it's a it's Sweeney's a master adjuster. It appears for Nick Saban, but maybe this year we can give him a little something different. Let's put LSU up against Clemson or whoever got the the gumption. Probably be LSU and Alabama when it come down to it anyway. So we might we get ready to uh, see yeah, that. That's, it would be a travesty if LSU and Alabama had to meet in the playoffs because I would definitely like to see a uh, a winner take all rematch. In the uh, in, in, in the title game, so you know, uh, moving forward, I'm gonna get my bold predictions. I'm gonna say my my playoff selection at this point. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, and you're not gonna like this. Oh, come on, split out. Here it with a five. We about to uh, clock out, brother. Just throw it at him right quick. All right, I'm gonna say uh, LSU, Clemson, Alabama, and Florida. Okay, thank you. We're gonna go. We're gonna come back, family. Later on with the re- preview of LSU and Auburn. So thank you for joining us. HomeBistro.com. Freshly prepared, home-delivered, restaurant-quality gourmet meals delivered straight to your home. Choose from over 50-plus gourmet meal options cooked by world-class chefs and delivered frozen. Ready to eat within minutes and no commit. Welcome to the one-shop gourmet food delivery specialized affordable options to eat right and feel great. 100% satisfaction guaranteed 
guaranteed. Every ingredient is handpicked to the highest standard. And why you should buy from HomeBistro.com? Restaurant quality made with natural ingredients delivered right to your door. Overnight shopping is available. Diabetic, paleo, heart health, and vegetarian options to eat during business since 1999. Courteous, knowledgeable, and professional support. Complete PCI-compliant SSL security ordering and great meals. Choose from some of my favorite dishes. The Mediterranean chicken with orange honey sauce, the charbroiled chicken romesco, or the grilled chicken breast with sweet and spicy vegetables. No matter what you choose, you can't lose with HomeBistro.com. Eat great, feel good, and save some money with HomeBistro.com. Hit the link in the description section below for more information. Saints and Pelicans fan, so the only podcast I can get my fix is the Sports Coma with Big Q. The guy's intense, funny, and they always keep it real. Check out the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. The Who That Daily.com. That's right, the Who That Daily.com. Your one stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelicans, LSU Tigers, and even the top flight boxing news. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, the Who That Daily.com is your site. The Who That Daily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. Embrace Pet Insurance is more than just pet insurance. Embrace Pet Insurance promises to provide genuine support and certainty when your pet needs it the most. With personalized accident and illness policies, compassionate customer care, 24-7 access to veterinary professionals, flexible wellness plans, timely claims processing, and online customer portals, their values is what makes them embrace. So when selecting a pet insurance company as a partner in your pet's care, you deserve a company that has your pet best interest at heart. Get top rated and review coverage for your pet today. Up to 90% back on bills at any vet, total protection, pet insurance and wellness, and dependable claims payments. Get the top rated and review coverage for your pet today. Go to EmbracePetInsurance.com. That's EmbracePetInsurance.com. Check the link in the description section below. Are you a boxing fan? Check out Ring Kings Boxing only on the PRO Media Network. 